Data, it's what our latest series was all about. More specifically, how to effectively use data within an organization. So Anna, what did you learn in this series? I learned it's very important to have a data scientist on your team so they can handle a lot of this because it is extremely complicated and extremely exciting and extremely complex. It's extreme. It's very extreme. That's a lot of extremes. Outside of what I learned, there are a few main takeaways to highlight for anyone catching up with the series, starting with Kat Kennedy, the chief experience officer at Degreed. She kicked us off nicely with her notion of using data. Yes, but don't forget to stay true to your product's North Star. As a company, as leaders, what you owe to your people is a clear North Star, a clear strategy so that they then can operate successfully as individuals to trust their gut, to verify with data, to make sure that we're testing and getting really solid discovery with real people who will use our product. The other thing Kat spoke on is the idea of focusing first on the question, then the data. Too often companies look to the data for answers when they never took the time to formulate the right question. As we moved on in the series, Marika McCloskey, UX researcher and product strategist at Humu, reinforced Kat's message on following your gut first, then using data to direct your steps. Yeah, and she gave a great lesson in all of this. You can't solve a problem you think exists if you don't understand the context. We all make decisions always, like we're constantly making decisions and you're going to make those decisions no matter what. And so as a PM, especially like early at a startup, you're constantly making decisions. Do we go left? Do we go right? Do we build this feature or not? And like the earlier you do research and the more you bake research into it, you're just going to feel more confident in those decisions. This episode gave insight on the importance of research, how to conduct it, how to use it across the life cycle of your product. As I reflect on the next episode of the series with Dennis Mortensen of X.AI, the key takeaway for me was his word of caution for any startup founder building a data-driven product. Word of caution to myself and anybody else doing any venture where the primary foundation is data is that you own the data source. So building a data-driven startup on somebody else's source is so fragile or so married to risk that I would certainly be personally unwilling to do so. And a good example is you get five friends together and you build something off of the Twitter firehose. That is, at least to me, not interesting. That is a well of data that you don't own. And I think any true data-driven startup must own that. It could be that the source for that is a... uh, exhaust of uh, other platforms, but you need to make sure that you will forever have access to that exhaust of data. That would be my first word of caution. And I think perhaps too many people over the last decade didn't really think twice about whether they would forever have access to that uh, source. Then Kendra Clark rounded out the series with some thoughtful insights on how bias plays a role in the data collected. When we think about machine learning models, we assume the data is unimpeachable. But the thing people forget is that the data is always what somebody has decided to collect. There is this almost kind of giving up of agency that happens sometimes when we have machine learning models, when we have AI um, decisioning things. We're like, oh, obviously the data is unimpeachable. But the thing that people forget is that the data is always what somebody has bothered to decide to collect. The data is what people have 
made decisions around just in terms of collections, let alone in terms of how it's processed, the models that are used, uh, what good enough is, et cetera, right? I, I spent my holiday break reading a lot of academic papers on a lot of different subjects. And one of the things that I was digging into was um, stance detection. And I've spent a lot of time digging into various sentiment models, various ways of detecting emotion and or how people feel about certain subject matters. But one of the things that would blow your mind is that most sentiment models, most of the models that you are using all the time to say, oh, yes, like people feel very positively about this or people feel very negatively about this, were trained on either Yelp reviews and or like user-generated movie reviews. So anything trained on that data and and a corpus made of that data is going to reflect that in some way, shape, or form. So as we wrap the series, a few things stand out. I'll start. One of the things I'll go with, I'll go in reverse order, really what I think Kendra brought up, which is that you have to really understand that data doesn't just exist without bias on its own. And I, I think... Even I have to remember that too, because if I read something or or you look at data, you just think like, okay, cool, this is a fact. But everything is colored with a lens. Either it's, it needs context or what we learned a lot through talking is that it really needs, uh, you need to understand the model that that led to that. So I think for me, that's a really big takeaway is, as I think we see more product leaders embarking on leveraging data for, for making better products understand, back up even one level from that, just understand what was the lens with which was used to collect that data to begin with. So it doesn't mean that you 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 can't use it, but it helps you make better decisions, I think. Yeah. And I think similarly, um, kind of what Kat talked about, the idea that you, know, you can go to the data and you can look at the data, but unless you know the question you're trying to answer, unless you know what you're trying to get from it, like data is not going to tell you anything. And I think I probably made this same connection, but I'll make it again, that it's like a dashboard designed without kind of thinking about how somebody's going to use it. Yes, the data is there, but if I can't take action on it, it's it's super useless for me. Well, that's a really great segue. If you like the words that Anna and I are saying in the thoughts and you're a startup founder listening, we want to invite you to join our office hours. Founders will be matched in one-on-one sessions with an Innovate Map team member who is most equipped to answer your product question. But just a spoiler alert, Anna and I are equipped to handle a lot of them, mainly because we learn from a lot of our guests. But we have other great team members specializing in brand and product marketing on the Innovate Map team as well. All you have to do is book time and tell us what's on your mind. So spots are limited to a first-come, first-served basis, and you can secure your spot by going to innovatemap.com slash office hours. For now, I'm Christian. And I'm Anna. And this is Better Products.